Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Freedom Medium Podcast. I'm your host and the Freedom Medium herself, Crystal Moreland. I am so glad you are here today. I know that I'm recording this ahead of when you're actually going to hear it. I mean, obviously I'm not recording this and putting this out there right today, but I... I just wish you could be here with me right now, sitting in front of my window in my bedroom, looking out onto the beauty that is unfolding. And I actually, I think I'm going to take a picture (laughs) of my my little podcast window (laughs) so you guys can see what I'm seeing, like see through the lens of what I get to look at when I'm recording these episodes. Um, It's just so beautiful today. It's, let's see, today's date is April 23rd and the sky is this just absolutely beautiful, like a deep, dark gray blue and there's this scent of rain in the air and the leaves on the trees. I don't think I've ever paid close enough attention to them before or really you know made myself aware or really soaked in what I was seeing and you know as we know the trees go through these stages of you know having their leaves and then shedding them in the fall and then being bare through the winter and I never really took into account that the leaves on the trees sprout in like little babies, like little seedlings, you know, they come in very small at first and very light in color. And they, you know, it's, it's literally like watching the tree birth the leaves through and the leaves grow as children and, you know, come into their fullness, come into the, and it's almost like for us, you know, where we are, Um, on this journey as we go through the various stages of awakening and learning new things about ourselves and uncovering new ideas and information and knowledge and we really come into our own, right? We really come into and blossom into this beautiful embodiment of our higher self of the the person that we came here to be and it's just so beautiful it's a very real very tangible example of what we go through on an inner level watching these leaves be birthed um, and get you know the slowly growing and getting bigger and changing in color I mean it's just beautiful so I'm looking at that here in my yard through this window and it was so funny to me because this morning walking my seven-year-old to the bus, he goes, I am getting really tired of this cold weather (laughs) because things had really warmed up for us and then it took, you know, a turn for the cold this week and it's going to be warming back up over the weekend and into next week it's going to be really warm. Um, But it was just so funny, like you know, we always have these places in our lives where we're impatient for the next step. We're impatient for the next place that we're going to, the next thing, the next, you know, getting to that next place. We're always focused on what's coming instead of really focusing on being present in the moment and experiencing it for what it is. And I, you know, much like him, I'm not a fan of the cold. And I am really starting to get intentional about being present in it, even when it's uncomfortable. And I think that that's such a good reflection and a good kind of mirror image too about being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable at the different stages that we go through in life, but really being present in them, right? Being present for them and exploring them and seeing them for what they are, you know, taking the time to really allow yourself to watch the leaves grow and bloom and change inside of you 
even if the weather is feeling a little uncomfortable at the moment for you for yourself you know um and how beautiful that nature is such a great depiction of what we go through in our own cycles and our own journeys in life um wow this just went <laughs> this just went to a place where I never expected it to but all of that to be said that I just I love this spot so much it's so perfect to be able to really connect on all levels to connect in with mother earth to connect in with my soul and my spirit and my higher self and to just see the beauty for what it is take taking the time to be present and I think that helps so much when I record these podcast episodes because I can just really sink in to allowing whatever is to be to be right um because if you've been following along for any amount of time you know that I don't pre-plan these episodes I don't write you know talking points or um you know I don't map it out or anything I just I know when spirit says now we're going to record and then whatever comes out is what's supposed to come out, right? Um, I have certain things that I had written down in the very beginning, you know, of this podcast where I was like, okay, you know, these would probably be good things to talk about. And I just wait for them to unfold as they need to be. So it's just a perfect place for that. I'm definitely going to take a picture and put that on Instagram so you can see like, this is my spot. <laughs> come join me. Come sit here with me. And, you know, I'll let it, let it be for the time that we're together, you know, just let, let yourself really soak in to the moment that you're in, in your life at, at this time. Um, today, really this, and maybe that's why I felt so compelled. I'm sure that's why I know that's why I felt so compelled to talk about, um, what my view is outside this window and the tree and getting to notice these things and being, you know, comfortable in the uncomfortability of where we're at. Um, but today's episode is all about the struggles that majority of us face when it comes to this journey of being in this kind of space, right? As far as like, mentally, spiritually, you know, physically, if you're literally doing this um, work in a business sense, um, there's just so much entailed in that journey for the majority of us. And I wanted to share my story with you in hopes that it would help you be okay, number one, with where you're at, wherever that might be at this time but also to show you that it's always unfolding. It's always changing. And where you're at right now, you may very much feel like, I don't know how the fuck I can like put these two things together, right? Um, but it, it's coming, okay? So I guess before I get like too, <laughs> too far off into the what this is about and you are like lost, like what the hell is she talking about? We'll just, we'll start from the beginning. So for me growing up, I grew up in a very religious um, focused environment as far as like, it wasn't even necessarily in my own household, which was very interesting. My parents um, were not outwardly religious. My dad had come from a family that was very actively involved in the church. And, um, you know, he was there every Sunday after church services, helping clean the church building. And he was there on, you know, showing up during the week, weeknights or something, you know, helping do various activities. His mom, my grandma, like up until just a few years ago when grandpa passed away and she ended up moving into a um, assisted living facility. And even actually, even after that, cause she was still kind of located close to where she had lived with grandpa all these years. Um, that was still going on. But after she moved, she has been since moved to be close to where 
my <clears throat> one of my uncles and my parents live and um so up until the last couple few years when she was actually moved away from her physical location um she was always extremely active in the church extremely active always very involved um played piano and organ for the church her mother did the same you know my great grandma i mean it was all like it was very much on my dad's side like generation after generation after generation of very very uh, religious focused families but also in the sense of like being extremely actively involved in the the church itself and that community not just showing up to church on Sundays, but literally like kind of living, breathing that life, um, that community. And so for my dad, he, <laughs> he's probably, well, he is like half of where I get my rebellious spirit. Both of my parents, both rebels. And I just got a hundred percent rebel. Um, <laughs> it was just born and bred in me. But anyway, for my dad, he felt that that entire environment was very restrictive. There was all sorts of, I mean, inner psyche work that we could go into here, but let's just say for the point and moral of this episode, it brought up a lot of things that he didn't want to look at within himself, right? So he did not go to church. And um, my mom, so my grandma on my mom's side, we're actually very close. Um, we talk to each other every single week, multiple times throughout the week. Um, we have had a very close relationship literally since I was born. And I spent a lot of time with her growing up. Um, she also was very religious, not in the same sense of my grandparents on my dad's side, she was more of, she did go to church every Sunday. She did go to church events. She wasn't actively involved in physically, you know, working and doing things in the church because she was a single mom with four kids and trying to like work all these other jobs to take care of them, right? And, but she was very, very focused in on her religion and her devotion to her beliefs and, and that. And so I actually grew up going to church with my grandma. My mom wanted nothing to do with it. She wasn't really into that whole thing. Um, and so my mom would just allow my grandma, my grandma would come pick me up on Sundays and we would go to church and we would do our church thing. And it was so interesting because we would literally, I remember being in the car with my grandma and it was so exciting to me. It was so it was like I could grasp onto something that I, I desperately needed at that point in my life. Um, I didn't have the greatest home life. Um, nothing against my parents. I'm a firm believer that we all have our own paths to go through. And part of my path is being involved in that family dynamic growing up growing through that, growing beyond that, learning how to find myself and be okay with me in spite of the world happening around me, okay? Um, they have their own paths too, their own lessons that they needed to learn or experience. And so it's one of those things that ultimately at the end of the day, no matter what shit I went through growing up and things that I experienced, um, I am grateful for it. It sucked. It sucked ass. <laughs> Not going to lie. But I'm so grateful for it because it has really allowed me the opportunity to grow in ways I could have never expected. And it has changed my views on things. It's changed my views on life. It's really helped me step outside of the societal standards, so to speak, where it's like, you know, your, your family, that's your blood. That's the most important thing. You know, all of these kinds of constrictive ways of thinking that the outside world puts on us that really are unhealthy, right? It's telling us that we have to do a certain thing, even if it doesn't feel good, even if 
we're being trampled all over. Even if it's a toxic situation, right? You stick it out, that's your family, that's just what you do, those kinds of things, right? So it's helped me to be able to step outside of those standards, which has in turn helped me in other areas of my life. But it's also helped me change the way I parent. It's helped me change the generational cycles, right? That have been happening lifetime after lifetime. And it stops here. It fucking stops here. And there's something very empowering in that ability to do that and to change that and to offer that up for my children. They don't have to go through the same things that I had to go through and their children will not have to either. You know, so I, there's no, um, you know, there's no discontent over the way I grew up and it's taken me a long time to get here. But that's, you know, that's a little side story. But I grew up going to church with my grandma and we would be in the car on the way to church because it was kind of a drive. It was like a good 40 minute drive to church one way. And we lived out in country in the middle of BFE. <laughs> but um, I would sit there with the Bible open and I would be reading scriptures to her and we would talk about it and we would dissect it. And we would, I mean, it was like incredible. I, I am kind of one of those people that I could literally talk for hours and hours and hours on spiritual beliefs and, um, and things of that nature. And at that age, I was very just like, Oh God, what does this mean? Like literally like, let's go through this. You know what I mean? Like, this is amazing. Now, you know, as I got older, that started to adapt and evolve, but We'll get to that. Um, but then we'd go to church and we'd listen to the sermon. Then we'd spend the whole time afterwards, you know, on the way home, like talking about it and diving into it and getting really, you know, like involved in it. And it's just this beautiful relationship with her. I remember one Easter, they our, the church always did this like amazing Easter uh, production, you know. And I remember one Easter... Um, being so moved like I'm I'm feeling so emotional as this is coming up taking me back to the space I just knew right then and there like today's the day I'm like giving my life to God right and if you've grown up in a religious aspect you kind of know the the semblance of this now I I stand back and I'm like we're all <laughs> we're all from this space like there's not an act you have to do to say that, oh my God, your life is saved, right? You have been redeemed, like <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so it's one of those things that that was the stage that I was in and that was what I needed in my life, right? That was what I needed at that time and that was what spirit was bringing me and they were bringing me through that space um, via the Christian religion and I stood up just like tears rolling down my face and I walked to the front of the church and I uh, like declared myself, you know, as a child of God. And um, gosh, I, wow, I have not thought about that in so long. And it's still obviously very clearly is um, bringing up those emotions, um, which is very interesting, but I think it's just that space. It was like at that point, I just knew that I had this loving, unconditional, beautiful relationship where I was accepted and loved and embraced just as I was, right? And having that for me was a sanctuary uh, growing up and I needed that. But as time went on, as things do, and I got older and, you know, got into, <laughs> started, started changing crowds, let's say, um, <laughs> started changing friends. Uh, I started rebelling, right? I was noticing at home that I wasn't, I would like work my ass off and be model student, model child, model citizen, you know, and it didn't make a damn bit of difference because, here I had this brother that they were like, this dude fucking walks on water and we don't give a shit what you do. He can go like burn the whole fucking world down. 
and we're gonna tell him he did a great job and it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was just like, fuck it, why do I even care? And so I got into the party scene, you know, did drugs, drank a lot, um, just did, you know, I was just totally rebelling and did not give a fuck, like zero fucks given. <laughs> so of course for me, when that stuff started happening in my life, I was like, oh, I can't go to church because I'm going to feel guilty for all the shit that I'm doing. And I don't want to feel that feeling. Like I want to feel good. <laughs> so and I started like smoking, you know, like I was just like, let's just do it all. Let's just see how far we can take this. <laughs> um, but so I, I stopped going to church and, you know, things really changed in that it became a very dark space for me. You know, I didn't have that sort of relationship to fall back on because I was scared. I really was. I was scared that, um, God would be ashamed of me, that God wouldn't love me anymore, that God would be disappointed in me. And like disappointed is the one, right? Like that's, that's what really is the kicker as kids, right? If our parents are mad at us, well, fuck, they're mad. Oops. Um, you know, if they're pissed off and yelling, like, you know, but if they're disappointed in us, oh, oh, that hits right to the heart, right? Like, oh my God, talk about a knife, like just digging in there, right? It's that disappointment. And so I avoided that. And because I avoided that, I didn't have anything to cling on to. I didn't have that, that sanctuary uh, for me in t inside in my soul. And then I grew up, got married very early um, to my first husband. We were high school sweethearts. And then, excuse me, I'm getting like burps here. It's like spirit is coming in. <laughs> if you've seen any of the live readings, um, on Instagram, you'll notice that like, that is my thing. That is how spirit, you know, comes in through me is I get these like burps in my throat. <laughs> it's so strange. And I'm like, okay, whatever we're doing it. So anyway, um, you know, I got older, got married at very young. I was like, I think 19, like freshly 19 and moved away did the whole, uh, well, actually when I moved out there, um, we found a church and, uh, started going and we became like the seven days a week church, like seven days a week. We are doing something with the church for the church, going to services, whatever. Like it was like fucking a full-time job. Right. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Um, but I, I felt like, oh my God, I found my safe space again. Right. And I needed that. I needed that at that point in my life because otherwise I was completely fucking lost. I had no idea what I was doing with my life, what I wanted to do with my life, um, where I was going. I kind of felt at that point that I'd missed the boat, you know, because I wasn't one of those 18 year olds graduating high school that had a plan and knew exactly what the fuck they were doing and what they wanted to do and where they were going and all of that. And so I really needed that. And so I clung to that and it was like sticky paper, you know, like the, like the little insect traps, like the sticky paper. Like I was on that shit. <laughs> like I needed it. And, um, I, I won't even go into specifics. There was something that happened within that specific church, um, that we ended up leaving, um, after devoting like a year and a half solid to that, um, something happened and, we were like, it, it, it kind of, it kind of broke us and it, and it broke my heart. I don't mean broke us as in our marriage. It like broke us as in our like relationship with God and our knowingness of like, this is where we need to be and, and whatnot. It really was like, how can this happen? Um, it made us question everything. And so we stopped going all together got back into partying and drinking and whatnot. No drugs this time. We were, <laughs> at least we weren't doing that. We were just drinking and no judgment. But, um, I mean, we were drinking and more than making up for it. Okay. Let's just say that. And so then, um, you know, life kind of got to the wayside again. And then that marriage did not end up working out moved back to Kansas, um, 
And there was like a, a very big period there where I was not going to church. I was not actively involved in the religious sector. I was not, I, I still was very uh, scarred from what had happened and um, at the, the church that we had been going to. And uh, I, I just couldn't bring myself to go back or to re to really to trust, uh, to trust in the human side of it, let's say, right? To trust in the people behind it. Um, and in the interesting thing was during all of this, it was like this kind of unfolding in the back of my mind that like, okay, shit's not adding up. There's more to this than meets the eye. Like I've always kind of felt that, but I was always afraid to voice it because like my grandma, I love her to death. She's very much like, if it's not in the Bible, it's not, it doesn't fucking exist. Right. And, um, I remember at one point many years ago, I like realized I was like, Oh wait, that could totally be possible. Cause so we have the science, right. That tells us, they can tell us like how long the earth has been here, how long, you know, like how long ago it was for the dinosaurs were here, all this stuff. Right. And I realized, holy shit, like we can literally see when the earth was formed, how long ago it was, how long it took before this next thing happened. And in the Bible, it says that, you know, like a day, I, and I don't know the, the exact verse <laughs> or the exact wording, but like basically a day in God's eyes could be, you know, it could be a minute in ours. It could be, you know, a thousand years, um, you know, and vice versa, like, you know, a day in our, our eyes could be, you know, a hundred years to him or whatever, like something like that. Right. And it hit me. I was like, Oh shit. I bet. So the Bible says, you know, God created this, you know, in six days. And then on the seventh day he rested. And I had mentioned it to my grandma. I was like, I think I understand how that's possible because it says this whole thing about how that doesn't necessarily mean literal like one day like 24 hours and um so it could be this right and grandma was like uh no no it says six days it was six days six days and i'm like i'm not saying it's not six days like it's just it could be like <laughs> six days in god's eyes right not necessarily ours <laughs> Anyway, she was not having it. And so there were all these just little things, you know, over the course of my life where I'm like, I know that there's something more here. I know that there's something more out there. You know, there's just all of these different things that I internally, I feel in my soul, but I don't know how to express. I don't know what I think about them. On other hand, like, I feel like if I say this out loud, like, oh shit, am I going to be in trouble? Am I, you know... Am I crossing the line? Does this even make sense? It, you know, like I just, there's all this kind of like inner worry, right? And a lot of that comes from, and again, this is not bashing the church whatsoever. Like I think that um, churches offer people something that they need when they're on that part of their journey. And sometimes that will be the only journey that they have in this lifetime. And it's beautiful that they have that opportunity to connect to that. Um, so it's in no way, shape or form am I putting the church down because I think it has its purpose um, for for the people that need that. And But I'm like, all of these systems, right? These belief systems that are put in place by the church or by the Bible, things of that nature, really meant to like keep you almost kind of in this fear space, right? Like don't, don't toe the line. Don't, don't step over. Don't think about it. Like, because if you do something could happen negatively, right? Something could be bad. Something could be wrong. Those kinds of things. So it was like this constant kind of internal battle, um, of, I know, I feel, but I can't express. And I don't know how the fuck to express it either because when it's coming out in my head, it sounds batshit crazy, <laughs> you know? Like it doesn't sound like it makes sense and people are gonna be like, you're 
you're nuts because how can you prove that? You don't have a physical book with text on it telling you this is what it is. You don't have a, you know, physical proof in form of like, let's say science that tells you this is how it is. So what you're saying is just something that you've made up in your head, right? You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they're just gonna be like, you made this shit up. You know, you could write a fiction novel. Like, that's basically what you're saying. And so it was very much like, I was just, I wasn't sure where to go. So I just didn't go anywhere. I didn't look into it. I didn't, didn't do anything. And then a few years ago, when I went through, um, it was, it was very interesting. It was like slowly, I was starting to kind of creep back in. Like spirit was kind of like dropping little things for me, little breadcrumbs along the way, like, and just very like surface level. We'll say that. Okay. So things like astrology posts or, um, you know, kind of spiritual empowerment type posts, energy, you know, things of that nature, right? Things that would be like super, super surface level as far as like the information, like, as you know, let's say astrology, like, you know, stuff about your zodiac sign or whatever, you know, I would see these synchronicities coming in of like, oh, that makes sense. And then numerology and, and things of that, where I'd be like, oh, that's interesting how that, well, but there's got to be more to this, right? There's got to be more like you were born on this exact date at this exact time in this exact space. And here is this like unfolding of a blueprint of you. It's very unique to you. How the fuck is all this lining up? Right. And then like with the numerology, like, oh my fucking God, I will never forget. It was like the craziest fucking thing ever. Somehow, um, and I don't even know, well, I mean, it's advertising, like they look at your interests and things like that and they formulate that and then send the ads based on your demographics and your interests and whatever. Anyway, it's all correlated, but somehow there was a, um, it was numerologist.com and it showed up as a sponsored post in my feed, right? On Instagram. And it was this thing like put in your date of birth and we can tell you, excuse me, we can tell you what your soul came here to do essentially. And at this point in my life, I was searching. Like, I do not like where I'm at. I do not like where I'm going. I fucking hate my job. It's sucking the life out of me. This cannot be it, right? Like I'm in my thirties. We just, I, I cannot be doing this for the rest of my life. And so this pops in naturally spirit brings that through. They're like, Oh, you need this. <laughs> Because literally, by all intents and purposes, that ad should have never shown up in my feed. I know how ads run. I know the back end. I know how you, you know, choose your demographics and how you map all that out. And I literally had none of that. No correlation, nothing that I followed that I liked. You know what I mean? It wasn't showing up. So at that point, I, you know, that was literally, that was all fucking spirit bringing that through. But I was like, oh my God. Well, let's just see what it says. Maybe, maybe it's nothing, right? It's probably just a bunch of bullshit. And I put on my date of birth and uh, my name, like my, I think I put in my maiden name is what it asked for, if I remember right. But anyway, I was laying in bed. It was in the morning and I put this information in and it starts playing this video that it's telling me, it's like verbally telling me, you know, this is your life path number. This is your soul number. This is your, all of these different things, right? And this is what it means. And this is what you're destined to do. And it was like, before this video was done, I think it, I think it talked for like about 10 minutes. I was in tears beside my, like just sobbing, like things that I had not voiced that I was afraid to voice about myself were coming through. And that it was, it was telling these things about me. Like, this is what you're here to do. This is what your, um, what these numbers mean for you. You know, this is what your soul had planned. And I was just like completely and utterly just 
I, I can't even think of the word. Like, it just left me absolutely breathless. It was almost like in that moment, all of this doubt and this self-loathing and this hate of where I was at was pulled out of me. And I was left empty, but not in a way that felt barren, in a way that felt like I was being given the opportunity to heal myself and to move forward and fill that space within with what was actually meant to be there. Does that make sense? Like, it was, I was just like, oh my God, I cannot fucking believe this. And I played the video over and over and over again. I was like, I, it, it turned something on inside of me. It, it lit something up. It, it was like this had been lying dormant within and it activated it. And so from there, it was very interesting what happened. From there, I was, it was within like a day or two of watching this video, then I was led to um, Gabby Bernstein, who did she was doing it when it was a sponsored post. I'd never heard of her before. I didn't know who she was, but it was like a, Hey, I've got something coming. You're going to want to hear it. And it was like a four day, you know, there was a different video each day. It was like a little short, like five to seven minute video each day, but it was leading into her spirit junkie masterclass. And, you know, I will say this, um, since then I have, grown out of that space. I'm very appreciative for going through that program at that time, but I'm not, I'm not here, um, advertising it. Okay. Let's say I'm not like, I'm not saying go do this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah. Advertising, I guess for better words, lack of better words. Um, so that's definitely not what I'm here doing as far as spirit junkie masterclass goes. Um, it definitely was what I needed to experience at that time because it was almost like an entry point for me, um, an entry point into energy, an entry point into being okay with embracing um, spirituality in a different way that I had ever experienced before, um, those kinds of things. But uh, it was what I needed at that time. We'll just say that. Okay. Um, so I ended up going through that. And that really opened a door for me, but at the same time, it shook my world. It shook my belief systems because here's why. Um, I was like in that space of how can I be doing all these things, right? At that time, that was when I really started to like kind of get into tarot and Oracle and um, like she has this universe had your back deck, you know, the that kind of thing. That's like different mantras, things like that. Um, I was getting into that kind of stuff. I was really allowing myself to play with that, to play with, um, you know, like energetic laws, law of attraction, you know, things of that nature. And I was seeing this vast change in my life and I was seeing the legitimacy of these things and experiencing the legitimacy of this knowledge and this, um, these things outside of like the quote unquote Bible, let's say, okay. The things outside of the stereotypical, like Christian religion. And at the same time, it was like, how the fuck do I marry these two together? Like, I feel like I'm betraying this other stuff that I grew up with and spent my whole life going through if I'm over here doing this, right? Because I grew up hearing this is evil. This is the devil's work. This is, um, this is like black magic. Let's say like, this is witchcraft. This is da, 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 right. And all like super negative, super, um, afraid really. That's where it comes from. Like, as humans, we tend to fear what we don't know or we don't understand. That's all that is, right? It's a fear instead of a welcoming in of, okay, let's look into this and let's see 
let's see if there's any legitimacy here. It's a uh, no stay away because we don't know how the fuck to handle this if it is real, right? And so I, I found myself really in a place of how the fuck do I do this? And, and almost like, it almost felt like betrayal. Like, how could you, God, let me go through my entire life believing and doing these certain things when there was all this other out here? And now I don't know how to talk to you. I don't know how to be with you in this space. I, it was almost like I felt like I couldn't trust God, right? Like, how could you lead me through all of that when there was all of this, right? And it was just this very kind of dark place inside of myself where I was really wrestling with how, how do I bring these two together? And for the very longest time, I could not use the word God. I couldn't. I literally couldn't. If I even started to think the word God, or I even started to think, um, you know, or even started to say out loud, you know, because see in the Christian religion, uh, or at least where I, where I went to church, you talk to God, right? You're not talking to someone else to ask them to talk to God. Like you're talking directly to God. Like I would sit in my car when I lived on the East coast and I was on a drive and I would literally like talk out loud to God as though he was sitting in the seat right next to me. Right. Um, there's no limitations. There's no like different level as far as at least that's where my belief was. And so I never had that like, okay, well, I can't talk to angels because they're above me. Or I can't talk to God because he's like way up here and I'm just down here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I never saw it that way. Um, I've only recently learned that some people do see it that way, which is totally fine. Uh, but I never saw it that way. So for me, I was so used to growing up my whole life talking directly to God. Like going straight to the source. And... Then here I am now in this space where I'm like, I can't even, I can't even say your name because part of me literally felt like I was doing something bad or doing something wrong. Even though I knew I wasn't, I still had that. It was like that residual um, training, so to speak, right? That I grew up with that was telling me that I'm, I'm doing something wrong and so I started using the term the universe, right? Because that felt better. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this, this feels bad too. Like now I'm talking about the universe instead of talking about God. You know, like it was just, it was like, <laughs> it's like a fucking nightmare. Like I did not know what the fuck to do. It's like, I don't know today whether we're speaking English or speaking Spanish or speaking French or like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. I don't know what the religion is. I don't know. <laughs> it was a mess. But I had to allow it to be what it was. I couldn't force it. I couldn't, even though I desperately wanted to get to that space of let's be free flowing with this. Let's know exactly where we're going and what we're doing with this. I couldn't force it. I had to let it unfold naturally. Because if I tried to force like, okay, here's what my beliefs are. We're going to, we're just going to make them, we're going to make them this. This is what I want them to be. We're going to make them this. There was so much more involved. There was, there was so much more to unravel and to overcome from my childhood, from my early adulthood, from my experiences I had gone through and grown through. And also from my relationships with people currently in my life, right? Because it's like, I'm over here doing this secret thing that I almost kind of feel like it's like a secret, like a kind of like dirty secret kind of deal, you know? Um, where I feel like I might be doing something bad, even though I know I'm not doing something bad, but if someone were to see me or to talk to me or I would tell them, they would think I was doing something bad, right? And to reconcile that with the relationships of people that I had that would perceive it the same way, right? Like my grandma who I'm in constant contact with and see her on a regular basis, you know, 
And it was so funny. I'll never forget it. It was, so this was probably a year later. I'm still kind of like, I'm just going to let it be what it is and, you know, let it happen as it needs to. And I'll just say what feels comfortable to me at that time. And at this point, I had really started to open up to my kids about what was going on, you know, and um, like where my beliefs were and, and things like that. Just kind of sharing with them things that I had learned, shared with them things that I'd experienced, not in a manner of like, this is what you need to believe or this is what's true. Like you formulate your own beliefs, you know, um, but this is what my experience is at this point in this journey. And the whole, you know, belief of like, life after death, reincarnation, that kind of thing, which interestingly enough, I had always believed in past lives, even though my religion told me that was a sin, right? That that was not real, that that wasn't possible. Somehow, you know, it was one of those things that I just kind of internally knew, but I didn't know how I knew. But anyway, my, you know, me and my kids, we were talking about past lives and things like that. Anyway, my middle son went out to um, grandma's house for the weekend. And he came, when he came home, <laughs> he said, they were talking, it was, about, it was about to be his birthday. And she said, you know, this is the last time that you're going to be this age. And he goes, no, it's not. And she goes, yes, it is. You'll never be that age again. And he goes, yeah, I will in my next life. <laughs> and she... He, like the way he described it, like her eyes just like bugged out of her head and she was like, oh, you know, like you're speaking like bad. This is bad. This is like, you know, almost like devil kind of worship talk. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of her reaction. Like, oh my God, what did he just say? You know, I mean, she's someone, she doesn't even say like, oh my God. Right. Like you don't, you don't say, you don't use the Lord's name in vain. You know, those kinds of things. Um, but he goes, Yeah. She said, that that's not real. That doesn't happen. And he goes, yeah, it is. Even my mom knows this. She talks about it with her clients all the time. Because <laughs> at this point, I was coaching and um, doing that and working with other people and kind of teaching them about these things that I had learned. Um, and <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Well, I wasn't feeling like I would ever technically be ready to like burst the bubble and express these things to my grandma, but spirit knew it was time. And so they did it through my son. <laughs> but that in and of itself relieved a lot of pressure for me because I was able to just be me and get to this space of being like, this is, this is what I see. This is what I believe. And I'm okay with what you believe. And I understand that. And I accept that. And I love you. And this is what I believe. And I don't expect you to believe this. You know, it's a very, I have always been in that state of everyone has the right to believe their own thing. And everyone has the right to feel their own feelings. And that is true for them, right? And that's a beautiful thing, right? Um, so anyway, that really kind of helped the ball move, move along for me because it wasn't just what was going on internally with what I grew up with. It was also what, how to reconcile that with the people around me, right? And what would they think of me? And would they still love me? Would they still treat me the same? You know, um, God, now if I like, you know, came up to my grandma and I was like, Hey, uh, I'm a psychic medium and I have talked to my uncle several times who, um, is her son who's passed away. Um, you know, if I came up to that, she would just like <laughs> probably roll over, like just faint, pass out. Um, but, and that's okay. You know, that's her journey in this life and that's totally okay. But it was kind of one of those things where, there was this space in my life where I really felt betrayed um, by God and this anger of why would you create this construct or why not even create it? Why would you allow this construct to be created that is so constrictive and so limiting and like 
the potential and the abilities that we all have, all of us here on this planet, um, that we could overcome so many different struggles and so many different, you know, parts and pieces of our lives. How could you, how could you put us in this position or allow us to be in this position of not being aware of that, so to speak? You know what I mean? But the interesting thing here is we are all sovereign unto ourselves. We are all part of source, right? Part of God. We all have the ability to take control of our own lives. And we all chose our own unique way of going about things in this lifetime. And for some of us, that does not include taking back our power, right? That does not include standing up in our own sovereignty and doing what we came here to do or being aware or awakened to what it is we came here to do. And that's okay. I've lived lifetimes before where I was not awakened to that. And I experienced, you know, life in that manner. Um, you more than likely have too. But there was a, it was a, it was a growth period for me of really seeing what it is that I believe, what it is that I'm learning. Cause that's the thing. New things are coming in all the time. New awareness is coming in. Right. And so how do we marry that now with the information that we have? How do we, how do we tie these together? How do we understand this? And it's never going to be a forced thing. It's got to naturally progress through you. There are things that you can do to really kind of open the doorway, okay, for the growth to happen at a faster rate, for the, the marrying of the, you know, the formulation of connecting what you once knew with what you now know, you know, what you once believed with what you now know and bringing them together in a very beautiful way. It's not the case where you have to, oh, I love this. This is coming through and reminding me. It's, you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, okay? Which is so beautiful. This is actually something that someone had messaged me um, in response to something she had received a, a reading and it was very much tied to her spiritual beliefs, her, you know, her religious beliefs and um, she was very specifically told to go on this journey by spirit to do this actual physical trek, um, up this, it's kind of like a mountain, like a hiking, you know, mountain hill, whatever. Um, and to really be involved actively in praying and reaching out to God, um, as she makes this trek upward. And by the time she reached the top, she would understand. She would have the answers. And she sent me a message afterward. It was very beautiful. And um, she saw what it meant. Oh my gosh, I'm getting like head to toe chills right now. She saw what it meant to bring the two together, right? She's in this space where she understands there's so much more here than what she has believed, right? Or what she has been cultivated to believe, um, or what she has experienced, you know, um, pre previously. And she's like, how, how do these two fit? How can they fit? I don't see how they can. And if I'm going to go down this path, I'm going to have to give up all of that other stuff. I'm going to have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's going to have to go. And what she experienced through this physical trek was that she very clearly saw at the end of this how nothing has to be thrown away and how it can all come together and work together. And there is such beauty and precision in that. I don't know why they're giving me the word precision, but precision is coming through. In, in the way that you can come to that awareness of how it will all flesh together for you. Um, really quick before we wrap up this episode, I, Spirit's kind of reminding me to bring in this experience. So if you've listened to my origin story, you've heard about the business venture last year 
and that I walked away from and shut everything down and was like, I can't fucking do this. Clearly it's not going to work. Right. Um, it was kind of like a, a feeling of failure moment, but I'm not using the word failure anymore because I now see how it all comes together and how it was necessary. Um, it was a very beautiful unfolding, even though at time it felt at the time it felt like utter shit. <laughs> but, um, at that time, I was doing a very practical, reality-based coaching, right, for my clients. It was, it was very, very much reality, practical-based. And which there's nothing wrong with that. But for me and my soul mission and what I came here to do, which I was not awakened to at that point in time, to the full scope of things, I, you know, it was like one of those things where, okay, here in my day job, I'm, you know, being this person that's like very reality based oriented, but you're on the side, in the quiet, in the shadows, you know, like in the privacy of my home around my kids and my husband, I am doing all of this other stuff, you know, reading tarot and really, you know, working with my intuition and working with energy and doing all of these different things, right? Because at that time I was also too doing like energy healing and things of that nature. Um, but I'm like, I cannot see how the fuck both of those two come together. I just can't. I don't, I don't understand it. I don't see it. It doesn't make sense to me. You cannot have both. You can't mix them. You can't there's no way that I could do both, right? They don't, they're two different sides of the world, right? And that was so hard for me, so hard because my soul is like clinging to this other side of things, right? The spiritual side, the, um, which I wasn't even at that point aware of my psychic gifts and but it was like trying really hard to get me to that space. And I wanted that so badly, but I had no fucking idea how to fit that in with my business, my reality-based business, my, and honestly, now, and this awareness is coming in at this moment, it wasn't even necessarily at, about the business itself. It was about the people, right? At that time, I was very active like on my Facebook, like my personal Facebook, and I had a business page. And it was like all the people that I had known and grown up with my whole life, my family, that kind of stuff, you know? And so there were, there were all these like underlying judgments that I had already made on myself based on assumptions of what they would think or how they would react or what they would say if I come out here with all this fucking woo-woo shit, right? And I could not handle that at that time. And so for me, it was like, I, there's no fucking way that I can bring this out into the world and, and bring this into a full experience, right? Because number one, the people that I'm going to be informing about it are the people that are, I'm like afraid are going to judge me or that I am assuming are going to react negatively to it. And I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to answer to that right now. Um, but number two, like, Okay, if I don't talk to them, well, I got no one else to talk to. <laughs> All of my, um, you know, followers, friends, whatever you want to call them, whether Instagram or Facebook at that time, they were all people that were in the same space, right? In the very reality-based lifestyle. And um, I was like, I can't do one or the one. I can't do them both. It has to be one or the other. And my heart could not handle that because I do work very much. I work definitely more towards the spiritual side of things, but I also bring in very reality-based principles and structures and systems that I have learned and cultivated and utilized over time, um, you know, to help me navigate through the human experience of life, right? We all have to have that. If I just operated from the spiritual experience all the time, then I would not have my feet on the ground and I'd like be floating around in space high as a fucking kite, right? <laughs> like high as in like just, you know, etherically like, you know, I would not be grounded. 
Um, so we need, we need both. In the same aspect, you don't have to do one without the other or commit to one without the other in your beliefs and your journey. Your journey is unique to you. No two people are going to have the exact same beliefs. And I firmly believe that in order for you to get to the space that you need to, to grow and evolve and really flourish for your soul, for you to awaken to what it is you're here to do and to step fully into that, there has to be this really full circle embodiment of your belief systems, right? Your own belief systems, taking what you know, what you feel, what you've grown up with, you know, all of these different things and bringing them into this beautiful space that allows you to really feel free in what it is that you are doing, but also allows you to feel the sanctity of that space, that it's free from guilt, it's free from condemnation, it's it's this connectivity between you and source and everything else on this planet, everything else outside of this world, um, really allowing you to tie that all together in a way that works for you, not in a way that is derived from someone else's beliefs or from my beliefs or from you know these other constructs, but really that is formulated for you. You can have both. You can have it all, right? This could be multiple belief systems coming together for you. You can have it all. You're meant to. You're meant to really bring this together and formulate this in a way that works for you. It's unique to you and your circumstances, right? And your experience. And when you get to that place, of being able to have that fully, you know, formulated sanctuary, inner sanctuary that you have in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. When you have that, things get so much easier, so much more fluid in the way that you you do things and the way that you go about things and you're really able to bring in so much more so much quicker, so much easier because you don't have this other thing that's like kind of energetically blocking you from getting past a certain point, okay? So I just, I hope that for you, this is something that has really allowed you to see. Embrace where you're at at this moment, but don't feel that you have to get rid of something to make room for something else. Things always evolve and they grow and they change, and that's perfectly okay. But it doesn't mean that just because you're changing that something else has to go in order to make that change possible, all right? Um, there will be certain things that you let go of, but it will feel very natural for you. This won't be a thing that you feel like you're giving up part of your soul or giving up part of your heart, or it, it won't feel like it's breaking you to let go. Okay, and that's when you know that this is a natural occurrence for this to kind of make its way out of your life. Um, you know, that is the Phoenix Rising Mentorship. That is why I included that in the program, the combination of spirituality and the formulation of what you believe and what you know right? And marrying those together, the things that you have experienced and the things that you now are bringing into your life and finding a way to formulate that in a way that works for you, that feels very natural for you, that feels like home, you know, that really creates this own sacred space within your heart that allows you to move forward in the most beautiful free-flowing way it's not restrictive but really it 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 brings you to another level right it allows you to really enter that space that it's 
taking you outside of that human construct, that human box that says you have to be or do this or else, right? And it brings you to that space where you know you're sovereign. You're sovereign unto yourself. You have the ability to create and to form and to evolve and beautify anything that comes into your awareness. You have that ability to make things the way that you want to in the most beautiful and significant way that fits into your life and your soul and your mission and your purpose and your own experience, right? And so I think that that's so important to have someone there to help you along the way, to cultivate that, to help you see ways to formulate that, to help you do it, but in a way that is honoring to you and honoring for your own beliefs. And it, in the same aspect, being able to connect in to your spirit team to see, okay, where is the resistance? How can we shift through this? How can this best be moved through? How can we get to that space more clearly, more easily, you know, and really allow that to come together in a way that is naturally guided for you? So I hope this has helped today. Just a little sharing of my experience that it's, it's a beautiful journey. Be thankful for where you're at. Take a moment, stop and experience where it is you're right now how far you have come, right? What all has changed for you? What all has grown for you? What all has sprouted, right? Those beautiful baby sproutling leaves coming out of the trees of your soul, right? Coming out of those branches and getting ready to blossom and beautify and grow and change and become fuller and more vibrant and more vast really allow yourself to sit in that space and feel that for you and be appreciative no matter where you are or how you're struggling right now be appreciative of just in this moment being right where you are i love you I cannot wait to come back and join you for next week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And if you are interested in finding out more about the Phoenix Rising Mentorship, you can do so via the link down below. Um, that will give you all of the information and you're more than welcome to check into that. Contact me if you have any questions. Have a beautiful rest of your week.